Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. I want to talk to you guys about this whole prove you're not a robot thing on the internet. I don't get it. How many robots are trying to buy shoes at Zappos? Like, is there such a like influx of robots trying to buy sneakers that we all have to prove we're not robots when we log into Zappos? Is that is that what it's come to? Prove you're not a robot. And and it's weird. You know, you know what I'm talking about. You have to pick the pictures. Prove you're not a robot by selecting what is a mountain. And it's stressful. The pictures taken for some reason in 1973. I don't know where this photo stock is coming from. It's incredibly grainy, if not blurry. And they make it tricky. I get anxiety. Suddenly, I don't know what a mountain is. I'm like, is that a hill or is that a mountain? Am I making a mountain out of a mohill? And by the way, what is a mohill? What is it even? What's a mountain? I'm like, I don't, this is a... The city street, something's in the distance. Does distance view count? I guess so. That's where the mountains are. Or what is a traffic light? Suddenly I'm like, I I don't know what a traffic light is. Is the traffic light only on a crosswalk? Am I looking in the intersection? Do the lights that light up the road or those traffic lights? I don't know. I select all of it. But really, who are these robots? And by the way, why... Do they have so much money to go shopping? And why are they going to be tricked by this? Aren't robots smarter than us with the whole AI thing? Like they're, they're smarter than us. So of course they're going to know what a bicycle is. I'm sitting here with logistics. I'm like, is that a Vespa? Is that a bicycle? Is a bicycle a Vespa? No, no, it's not. But robots know they've been programmed to know what a bicycle is. And they don't have the issue of anxiety getting in the way like we do. So they're going to break right in. And then I fail and then they feel bad for me. So I do it like 16 times until they let me in. I just don't want to go through it. Like, I don't want to pop quiz in the middle of the day. I'm just trying, I'm trying to buy a pair of Stan Smiths. Why do I have to have a pop quiz on topography, no less? Just let the robots in, let them shop. If they're so eager to get a pair of Adidas jogging pants, just let them go, let them in. Why are we discriminating against robots? Aren't we supposed to be inclusive? Anyway. Guys, if you're just joining Social Studies now, if you're new to it, uh, thanks for being here. I'd love you to catch up on some older episodes. And as always, if you've been listening, thank you so much. Please, a gentle reminder to subscribe, share, share it in your story, tag me, tell me what you liked about the episode, review on Apple. All those things make such a difference. You guys rock and none of you are robots. And if you are a robot, you're welcome here. This is robot safe territory. That's how we do it here at Social Studies. I'm kind of obsessed with humans, human behavior, and the things we do all day, every day that we're not even paying attention to. In fact, I find it kind of hilarious. So much so, I even made a show about it and it's called Social Studies. I'm your host, Jenna Kingsley. Let's get started with today's episode. Okay, guys, welcome to Social Studies. I am so excited. My guest today is Jason Brazell. Um, I know Jason because he's actually my life coach. (laughs) 
I love how you have a question about that. I have a question about that. I don't ever know what to call him. He has a fancy schmancy word for himself. I can't even believe I just said fancy schmancy. That that word <laughs> makes me actually dry heave. <laughs> but um, Jason, I just want to quickly get into it. Welcome to the show, Jason. Oh, thank you, Jen. Thank, thank you so much for having me, regardless of who I am for you today. Yeah, I actually don't know who Depends. you are. Let me just quickly give the backstory. Yes. During COVID, I think was in the same position as everyone. I was not doing anything, right? Like I was literally doing nothing. I wasn't even baking banana bread like everybody else. I was just crying in a corner. I didn't see how I was going to ever get around to doing anything. I started gardening a lot and I had these fantasies of never coming back to the city and just building a greenhouse and becoming like the creepy vegetable lady. And then I was like, wait a second. I've never heard of a creepy vegetable lady. Like Like, just a lady who's like, constantly with her vegetables, talking to them. Because that's what I do. I like cheer them on. I'm like, you can do it. You look good. You're growing. Carbon dioxide. That's important. Anyway, I am a creative. I am a freelancer usually. And um, usually I have deadlines that involve pitches or whatever. And during COVID, that was not happening. And I just felt stuck. And I was like, I need to be held accountable somehow. Enter Jason. Jason is a, what What do you call yourself in I'm real actually life? Like a, I call myself a success and leadership coach. I don't love the term life coach, which is probably why you use it, just to troll me a little bit. Well, here's the thing about life coaches. Okay. I used to have a big fear of life coaches, like in general, because people I knew that became life coaches were a little crazy. Now I'm speaking for actually only two people that I know, and they happen to be people who were a little crazy. Now I have a different understanding of what it means. Now I know a lot of them and they're amazing and they help people a lot. And you were one of them. So I, I reached out to Jason and I said, I need to be, I need someone to get me off my ass and hold me accountable for the things, the deadlines I am not keeping. Cause right now I'm not keeping many deadlines. And you were my man. You were the guy. And I told Jason, I wanted to start my podcast. And lo and behold, here Here I am with a podcast. So I highly recommend working with Jason. Oh, thank you. One of the things I'd like to talk to Jason about is unsubscribing from emails. When I Mm -hmm. unsubscribe from one email, just one, one out of the one trillion I get. If I'm like, today I'm unsubscribing from Wayfair. I feel like I should win some sort of crystal trophy. I feel like there should be a trophy (laughs) that goes out to me for how accomplished I am. I would say unsubscribing from one email gives me the feeling of I might as well win an Oscar. I feel like literally the most accomplished person in the world. Now, I know what you're going to say, Jason, because I know you and you're very efficient. You're going to be like, oh, there's something called unroll me. That unrolls you from all your spam. <laughs> I'm gonna bring t- I actually wasn't going to go there. I actually had a different question for you about this. But unroll me doesn't, it just doesn't get the job done. I still, I get so much spam. I can't read my actual emails. So I'm curious, I know you, you're on top of everything. How often are you unsubscribing? And do you get the same feeling of satisfaction when you unsubscribe that I do? I'll answer your questions, but I want to ask you, do you provide the feedback? When you unsubscribe, do you give honest feedback on why you're unsubscribing? 
Oh, I do. I say like, with your honest, yeah. I'm like, usually I've never signed up or I probably signed up, but I didn't see there was a checked box. So I say, I did not sign up. But if there's too many emails, I say, there's too many emails. And if there was, they don't give you the the section I want, which is like, don't email me six times a day about summer furniture. That's that's what I want to say to them, but that's yeah. not an option. I like this topic, and I want to I want to make an observation that'll answer your question. Have you ever noticed that a lot of these big companies, it's like this may take up to seven to ten days to remove you from the list, which is so hilarious because they'll send you sometimes six emails a day. No brainer, automated system works perfectly. But yeah. when I unsubscribe, suddenly it's some weird manual process that takes seven to ten days. I'm like, there's no way. You know, I've never gotten the seven to ten day for removal of an email. Yeah. But I will tell you what I get that I think is absolutely maddening when they send you a follow-up email. Like, thanks for unsubscribing. (laughs) Just wanted to touch base and like have closure. Like, I'm like, why do they need closure? Why? It's over. You're a robot and it's over. Like, you had to get the last word in. Uh, That's exactly what it is. Hay needle, whatever hay needle is. Like, you had to get, I'm sorry, (laughs) hay needle. I'm sure you're an amazing company, but you had to get the last word in. That's what it feels like. Like, it feels like either you had to get the last word in or it's some needy relationship relationship that won't go away. Like we broke up. We don't have to keep having the last word. Yeah. Well, it's like, I think what it probably is, is you didn't give them the chance to give their side of the story of why you should still communicate. (laughs) (laughs) Can you imagine imagine if you got these long manifestos, like, we're so sorry that you unsubscribed. (laughs) We just want to tell you like, why we were emailing you so much you're with me. And I'm sure you are. When you hit unsubscribe, like, do you feel the same satisfaction I feel or am I just a weirdo? So I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to answer your question. I actually do. And I feel that satisfaction. I feel, I don't feel like an Oscar winner. (laughs) It's not quite (laughs) the level of, you know, Academy award winning, but I do feel a sense of, Hey, I've been getting these emails every week for the last two years and I've never read them. So why not just unsubscribe? And I've actually been doing this for the last few weeks. So this, and this, like, this is a good timely strange. I I think the whole marketing thing, you know, I was actually perusing an adult website, believe it or not. Um, if you're gonna call like, it hay, if you're gonna call it hay needle, you should probably call up this other site. <laughs> <laughs> it was. I'm definitely not going to say the name of it because it sounds like what the fuck is wrong with her. But um, I was just looking for maybe like a little gift or something for someone, yeah, sure. and um, put something in my cart. And I, I went to check out and, and the shipping was very high, like abnormally high. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to not buy it there. Like I'll just go to Amazon, like the rest of the population. The next day I get a text on my a phone. Text? A text? That's creepy. From this website with the item I've left in the cart. And I'm like, now I'm sexting with this. It's like, now we're sexting? Yeah, No. That's creepy. I know. So I, anyway, guys, that was creepy. And now I'm sexting with a sex toy website. That's the moral of the story. (laughs) And this is something that I really stresses me out. Revolving doors. Mm -hmm. And it's not just any revolving doors. The revolving doors that stress me out are the big ones that you see at like airports where like a bunch of people... It's like a room, a revolving room inside the revolving door. I have a lot of anxiety about how many of us should go in the room when there's luggage. It becomes like a whole 
thing. What do you do? Like, do you get anxiety about revolving doors or again, or are you normal? <laughs> like what? <laughs> I like how the two options are, do you get anxiety or are you normal? Because here's the thing. I know of times, like, it's kind of like getting off the boats of the Titanic, like those safety boats. It's like, get on, get on, get on. Like, like I rem- distinctly remember, like, when my son was little, or even probably now that he's not, and now that he's a teenager, I will scream to him, like, get in, get in, get out, get out. Like, like it's literally like Frogger, like, to get into the revolving door that holds an entire family. And you were a family of four. Do you leave two behind to take their own unit? How does yes, it we work? Leave our, um, yeah, we leave our we leave our eight month old to, to fend no, for No, are you like divide and conquer? Girl. Like you, I'll take Hannah. You take the baby. Like how does it work? So that is the thing. I also think the thing that is slightly stressful to you mentioned with like a four year old or a, or a baby is the ones that automatically move because mm-hmm. you actually have to hop a step a little bit to get in there sometimes, especially if there's a lot. Well, of people. those are the big ones with the rooms. They're moving on their well, the rooms, own, right? And it's kind of like jump in or just wait. It's actually like a video game. It is. And there's no sign that's like, oh, maximum 20 people. It's like, you all just jump in. Slam <laughs> you all your just and, jump in just and hope for in. the best. You just <laughs> hope to get out on the other side. Yeah. It, you know, this is an interesting thing because elevators always have, hey, maximum 16 people. There's no maximum in these re- in revolving doors. I don't think. If it's a one person revolving door, I feel anxiety. I feel like I always am like jamming a foot. I'm like, do do I go fast? Do I go slow? It's a thing, right? It's a thing. When I think about going to Bloomingdale's and going through a revolving door, I feel, I can feel the anxiety as I think about it because it's not just like you open a door and walk through. You have to have the same pace as the, uh, you're relying on the other people in the door to set your pace. Also stressful. That can be stressful. So let me ask you here, given the option of a revolving door or the regular door, do you always take the regular door? I might take the revolving door because to be honest, the revolving door is like an experience. It is an experience. So I might actually take the revolving door for the experience. I guess I love anxiety. (laughs) Like I guess... As a neurotic Jew from New York City, I just love anxiety and I want to create it at every turn. I want to talk about ATM fees for a second. I will literally, if I have $4 left to my name and I go into a place and the ATM fee is $3.50. I already know exactly what you're going to do. I will use it on the ATM fee and only have 50 cents left to my name. (laughs) The idea of walking an extra block, there's no way I'll do it. Mm. I would take a second job if I had to, to pay ATM fees to make my life more convenient. Yep. We take the exact opposite approach here. I hate paying ATM fees. Do I do it sometimes? Of course. Am I a person of convenience? Yes. Given the opportunity, I will walk, I will walk an extra few blocks to not pay an ATM fee, for sure, for sure. No. Okay, now here's here's the thing. When I was newly married, I was 11 years old and my ex-husband and I lived on a block and we were members of Chase Bank and there was one on our corner. Yes. But when I say on our corner, like we had to walk to the corner and then make a left. It was on the end of that corner. We had to cross no streets and the blocks were short. They were short blocks. They were not avenue blocks. They were short. We lived downtown in the village where like these streets were little. But directly out my door, 
directly across the street was a bodega filled with meth heads. (laughs) And they would be, you'd have to step over them to get to a makeshift ATM machine. One of the like generic ones. Yeah. That charged $3 or something. And I always took that option. Now, my ex-husband didn't actually care about the fee. He was like, why do you have to go somewhere where they're stealing your credit card information? He's like, the chance that that bodega is taking your, your information. And I was like, that's crazy. And that's not a possibility. But I just, oh, and then I have a trick though. I have a trick. When I withdraw cash, and now people who listen to this may follow me around to mug me, I withdraw the max amount possible because I want to amateurize the fee. So I'm like, Mm. I'm going to now take out so much money that the $3 fee becomes nothing had I made 17,000 trips to the bank. See, I am with you on that. When I need to go, I will take out as much as I can because I'm also, I don't want to, I don't want to pay $3 for $20. That would drive me insane. I definitely done 40 for a $3 fee and the $3 fee is charged by the generic ATM and then your bank charges you a fee on top of it. Oh, do they? Yes. So I'm paying double fees. Yeah. Well, so I have to say this for the audience. You're somebody who's in good shape and exercises all the time. So this is not like a fitness. This is not like a (laughs) Jenna can't get around. Like you are easy, you move around, you guard, like you do a ton of stuff. This is just purely like, it's not a, it's not like an energy or a fitness thing for you. It's like a, what, what is this? Okay. So for an incredibly active person, I am so lazy when it comes to tasks. Mm. Okay. Like if there is a CVS two blocks from my house, not long box, again, there's a CVS. I could see a CVS when I leave my building and go to the corner. I see a CVS. It's one block away, but there is a decrepit bodega Directly across the street. So I will first go to the decrepit Bottega to see if they have Zyrtec or Allegra for my allergies before I walk to the CVS because it's closer. Wow. (laughs) Wow. Knowing that the likely the Zyrtec or Allegra is going to be more expensive there. It's going to be more expensive. It's probably, by the way, probably only going to come in a pack of two. And I just want to be, this is not also out of your altruistic nature where you want to support local businesses. It has nothing to do with that either. It has we everything know, to do yeah. with my lazy nature. Well, right. Because Jenna, we know from other episodes that you do frequent bodegas for other things like candy. So I love we know that bodega, we support your you local bodegas. Yeah. Love we know bodegas. That. Love. Even if I could Zyrtec. buy like, if I could buy my clothing at bodega, I would only shop like people like do everything on Amazon. I would do everything out of a bodega. That's the New Yorker in me. but. I don't know. That's that's my stance on it. It doesn't Will you sound drive? like a stance. It sounds like a. I mean, it's a, it is your stance, but it's more like a lack of motivation or a lack. I have so much lack of motivation, Jason. Let me ask. So my my best friend's husband told me that if he he'd never pay an ATM fee if he were somewhere that had an ATM fee and someone held a gun to his head and said withdraw the money. If there was an ATM machine, he'd rather get shot in the head. Like he wouldn't if ask there for was a fee. Like he wouldn't ask for the ATM fee back from the robber or something. He would just like he'd be like, no. He'd be like, you know what? Just kill me. Like he refuses to yeah, pay an principle. ATM fee. My guess is he can afford it. He just out of principle. I'm so curious where everyone else stands on this. Yeah, me too. I'm gonna take a poll. We're gonna do a poll and I'll share it when this episode comes yes, out. Please. But it's really an interesting question because people are very divided on this issue. How, and you and you know that if you like pulled your friends and family and random strangers, do you stand at ATMs and ask them, hey, like, <laughs> I 
How, I'm like, how I just paid sixteen dollars for a hundred dollars. What do you What do you guys do hey, up to hey, today? Be like, hey, come here often. Oh, where do you live? Oh, you live two blocks away. Wow, that, that's a, that's quite the hike. Like you walked all the way here to pay no fee. I don't know. It's weird. And I'm a walker too. That's yeah, the that's other weird like, thing. You are somebody who's very active. So this is a straight, this is not a fitness or a energy thing. It's like a. I feel that, that my time is worth more than an ATM machine. Sure. So yeah. the time, it, by the way, I'm not doing anything great with that time. I'm probably literally, literally watching TikTok videos. I'd rather take the time to watch TikTok videos than walk two blocks out of my way to save $3 on my ATM. I'm basically the exact target customer they're looking for. I am the sucker that they embrace. There has to be more of me or it wouldn't be oh, such sure. a hot business. Oh, for sure. Oh, there definitely Do you are. think everyone else is doing it because they're lazy or because they don't know what? What What do you think the reason well, is? I, is it lazy? or So there's a difference between, oh, there's a chase that I pay no fees and it's a block and a half away or a bodega across the street and... Hey, I'm not in my neighborhood and I need to get some cash. And I happen to walk in this bodega and buy a drink. Oh, I realize I need cash. To me, there's like a convenience thing of like, oh, I'm not going to look at the Chase app and find the nearest Chase, although you probably could, versus what you're talking about is in your neighborhood where you live, <laughs> you will not walk, or you in the time you would not, you will not walk an extra like block in your home and at home versus you're out and about in the city. You're like, hey, like I just need some cash. To me, I will do that. Right. Like I know that there is a chase on my corner and I will still go to the bodega and just pay $17 <laughs> for my cash. I don't know. It's, I have a problem. Maybe I'm so much lazier than we realized. I don't know. If it's, I don't know if it's late. It might just be a habit. It might be a habit. It could <laughs> be a habit. What about gas? Will you drive out of your way for cheaper gas? No. I will not drive out of my for cheaper gas because that requires me to look something up. I don't know that it's going to be cheaper gas unless I'm, because then that's where I'm the same way. Some guy time is valuable. Oh, I'm right. not going to like search on my phone for cheaper gas. But an and ATM then drive fee, around. Drive, yeah, drive around wasting gas to get cheaper gas versus right. an ATM Waste fee. gas to get cheaper gas. Okay, I get that. Yeah, versus an ATM fee is easy. Oh, I'm a Chase customer. I know when I walk into Chase and use the ATM, there's no fee. Like that's a known thing to me. I get that. You? Okay. I'm guessing you don't drive around for cheaper gas either. <laughs> if I don't walk one block to save an ATM machine, yeah. do you think I'm driving down a freeway to get to like <laughs> four exits over in another state <laughs> to save 20 cents a gallon? Probably By not. the way, this is an embarrassing admission, but I didn't even know up until my older years that gas was not the same price everywhere. Do you know because, in New Jersey that you don't pump your own gas? Well, that's why I want to live in New Jersey, by the way, because- <laughs> That seems perfect I, for you. I would say this, okay? Pumping my gas is my least favorite thing to do in the world. It's a miracle, really? by the way, that I, I don't drive on a yellow light because I don't do that. I don't drive on empty, like, yeah. which is also probably surprising to you knowing me because I run on empty. I run on empty. <laughs> I thrive on empty. Pumping my gas is, I hate it. First of all, it took me a very long time to learn how to do it. I hate when the, if the card has an issue and you have to go see the attendant, oh my God, God forbid that happens. I hate getting out of my car 
standing there holding it. I see some people know how to like click it into place so they could be hands-free. I don't, I don't know how that would happen. It would fall on off of my car. There's always gas all over my car. I'm scared the entire thing is going to catch on fire. It's very stressful. But when you go to New Jersey, I'm like in Annie, I'm like, I think I'm gonna <laughs> like it here. Like you pull in Men come from everywhere to just they like do. pump your and gas nice. and clean your windshield. And, and they're very nice. Okay, how are you doing today? They are so nice. And is the gas more because of that? Full service gas so. is more? No, I don't think so. I think it was a, just a New Jersey thing. I, I don't, if it is, it's, it's like a couple cents. It's not a lot. By the way, this is actually something that just occurred to me. I might be willing to drive to New Jersey. I might be willing to drive. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Out of my way to New Jersey to not have to pump my own gas. I take back literally everything I said. I will drive out of my way for different gas if it means that someone else is going to pump it. And the thing that'll be great about that is then to get back home, you're going to need to pay some sort of toll through a tunnel or a bridge. <laughs> no, see, here's the thing. It's not a money thing. It's This is I why it's lazy. Yes, the act of driving, fine. The act of driving to New Jersey is very time consuming. There's a lot of traffic. I get lost on that Jersey turnpike, I think it's called. That's why I don't visit my friends who live there. I love you friends that live there. You know I don't visit because I just can't drive on the the turnpike. But if I don't have to get out of my car to pump gas, it might be worth starting instead of getting gas on the way to the FDR Drive or the West Side Highway, which by the way, costs more from what I understand. You're not supposed to get gas in New York City. I didn't no, know no. that. Someone just told me that. New York City is more. Okay. This, that's new to me. I sound like an idiot. By the way, I realize if you're listening to this podcast, I sound like an actual Jen idiot. not an but... idiot at all. I can attest you're not an idiot at all. <laughs> no, but here's why. Let me explain. When you were born and raised in New York City, you don't grow up driving. Totally. Like driving is not part of your life. I have friends that are my age who never got their driver's license and they have yeah. full families at this point. Yeah, I know people so, like that. Yeah. So for that's me, normal. like- those little nuances of like gas stations and gas prices. Like I just assumed like there's two gas stations in the city now, basically. And they're far on the outskirts. Right. So this isn't like a, like a thing that we know, but now I just found that out, but guess what? I'll probably still continue to get my gas there because that's when I'll realize that I need it. And I won't plan ahead. Of course. You have to let me and everybody listening know the first time you drive to New Jersey. I kind of want to just do it. I just want to do it for like nineteen. You're going to pay like nineteen dollar toll through the link through the Lincoln Tunnel or the the GW Bridge. This is going to be. Well, that's (laughs) why I'm saying maybe I'm so lazy because the idea of a nineteen dollar toll to not have to pump my gas and and get out and deal with the whole rigmarole of it (laughs) is worth it to me. Also, I like the word rigmarole. I've really never used that word. Rigmarole is a good word. Much better than what fancy (laughs) fancy. I'm really pulling out new words today. I, like I must rigmarole, add some rigmarole nice sleep. Is a good word for you. That, that sounds good. I mean, rigmarole, if you know me, like rig, everything I do is, involves some kind of rigmarole. True or false, Jason? True. I'd say that's true. Nothing is like an easy production. There's always... Nothing, there's always. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing is... In, oh my God, I just found literally my soulmate word and it's rigmarole. Rigmarole. <laughs> I love it. Okay. So the point is, won't walk to an ATM, would rather spend my last dollar paying an ATM fee, will drive to New Jersey to not get out of my car, 
breaking news, I could be the laziest person that ever lived. So as you see, Jason, this is why you had such a difficult job with me. And yet here we are. And yet here we are yes, on we my are. podcast. It was worth the rigmarole. Working with Jason, I just want to say really quickly, he's amazing. I call him my Dr. Melfi because <laughs> if you're a Sopranos watcher, he does this thing where he's like, what do you think you should do? If I'm like, what should I do? And he goes, well, what do, let me ask you, what do you think you should do? And, that exact, and by the way... And that exact that tone too. What do you, what do you think you should <laughs> What do you think you should do? And I'm like... Jason, I don't work in that fashion. I need you to tell me what to do. I need you to physically assault me with your words. Is that not what I say? Am I exaggerating that's one right. bit? That's about, that's, about, that's about right, yeah. Yeah, so, but he's been lovely to work with. Could I ask you something, Jenna, while we're here? Absolutely. What do you love about this podcast? So that the audience can, you know, I, you've talked a little bit about this, but I think it would be cool for the audience to hear why you do it, what you love about it, all that good stuff. That To me, that's inspiring when I hear creatives put their stuff out in the world. And if you don't want to share that, that's fine. But I think people would be interested. Um, that's a good question. Why do I do it? I do it because I never shut the fuck up. And so this is the perfect... <laughs> This is the perfect way to just waste my words. I do it because I used to write. Well, I still write, obviously, but I don't feel that people read on the internet the way they used to. And I had blogs and I had columns I wrote for, but now I think everyone wants streaming stuff. And so I was like, this would be a good way to cover topics. It's way easier and and less costly than the videos I make, which are actually big, costly productions. And I still want to do those. Like once COVID is kind of, once we're seeing no masks in the street, I have a lot of good ideas for ones I want to do. But I love covering these topics. And I like covering ones that people take a very hard polarizing stance on and not, not serious topics. So when I say polarizing, I am not fixing the world with the topic of ATM fees or full service gas if you drive to New Jersey. But I do get a cheap thrill in knowing what someone else thinks of it. And I do like the observation aspect of these ridiculous things that we are doing all day that we don't realize how ridiculous they are until you take a closer look. I also do want people to listen and be like, oh my God, that's so true. I never thought of it, but now that you mentioned it, like that is something that excites me and I love hearing from people about it. You guys uh, who are listening, when you guys reach out or share this podcast and tell me which things that you agreed with I live for it. Uh, Jenna, I have one last I have one last question for you. Yes. Oh, I love I liked being I like being the interviewer. It's so much easier. Yeah. Well my question for you is interviewewe I mean what kind of what kind of support would you like with that? No vomit. Okay, so you guys Jason in his life coachery accomplishment accessibility coach. What is it? Leadership skills accessibility coach. It's all good. I just I coach people on stuff. How about that? He uses a lot of these phrases, guys, that are like words like support or acknowledgement, words that make me very uncomfortable. That's and I tell point. him, you have to handle me with more abusive gloves. You have to, <laughs> if you, 
<laughs> if you can just rough me up, like I don't want to hear about acknowledgement and support. I feel like I'm in. I just don't support being support and acknowledgement. She doesn't. I don't support, support being, being supported. supported. She doesn't mean she doesn't support being supported in an empowered way. She supports being supported by telling you what to do or how to do it. I want you to tell me what to do. It's like you know what? I want Jesse Itzler, like a Navy SEAL, to come every morning be like, get the fuck up. It's time to start the day. Get, you go sit down at your computer and edit what you're supposed to edit. Walk your dog, but walk her for a little longer. Do that extra mile. Like I, if someone could follow me around doing that all day, like I would love it. Somebody probably could. It would probably just cost a lot. You I know, know the I'm first really place that I would, to... if it was me, the first place I would start, I would make you go an extra block for the, for the lack of ATM fees. <laughs> That'd be By the way, he could do through. that. No, totally. I'd be like, I'd be, I'd see you walking to the boat deck. I'd be like, Jenna, no, CVS has a Citibank machine. Maybe, by the way, maybe if I became one of these Fitbit people that counts their steps, maybe then I'd be inspired to walk to the ATM. Maybe I should get a Fitbit. And maybe if I get a Fitbit, my whole life will be different. Maybe I'll be taking laps around my house to put things away and clean. And there's a thought. Well, it's funny you say that. Are you that. a Fitbit person? Oh, yeah. I'm showing you. On, I'm showing Jen on the video right now. I I am um, addicted to doing 10,000 steps or more a day and 100,000 steps or more a week. And I haven't missed it since the beginning of the... I've done 78 days in a row of 10,000 steps and haven't missed a week of 100,000 steps all year. And I think this might be the key for you, Jenna, because... I will, if I'm going to miss either of those two, I will like walk the dog up and down the driveway to get there. So maybe this is what you need. You need like, you need like something that's like outside of your, what you call laziness. It might be a habit to go, Hey, like there's this thing that I keep track of and we can compete so I can see it on your Fitbit. Cause in Fitbit, you can see each other's steps. Okay. Wait a second. I, I love a good competition. I know you do. I am very competitive. I may have to get a Fitbit now. Go get a Does Fitbit. it work if you walk around your house? Yeah. It, 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 every single step counts as long as it's on. Okay. Guess what? I'm going to get a Fitbit. How do I do that? What is it? It's just a fit called a Fitbit. You need me to tell you how to get a Fitbit. No, but do I get like an Apple Watch or a Fitbit? Like, is there something specific I have to be doing here? Well, if you want to compete directly with me, you need a Fitbit because I use a Fitbit. Okay, fine. And then we can compete and you can, there's a variety of, go to Best Buy, go to Best Buy on the Upper East Side there and get yourself a Fitbit. I am going to become Fitbit Girl. Fitbit Girl. And then the next episode of this will be like sponsored by Fitbit and Hay Needle. No, and then the next episode will be like, yeah, I remember that time I bought a Fitbit. It's still in the box. See, that's the no, challenge. No, not true. I'm getting a Fitbit. This is a good idea. It'll inspire me to do more. There we go. See, you just coached me into See? friggin' doing out of my laziness. Without, there you go. Jason is magic. Without telling you exactly what to do, but I also- You got did. me there. Yeah. Okay, Jason, before I let you go, what do you want to- where can people find you? Plug away, go. Yeah, no, just so my website, jasonfrazel.com, J-A-S-O-N-F-R-A-Z-E-L. I'd love to hear from you. You can find me on Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, all the good stuff. And he also has a podcast. Oh, yes, I also have a podcast. I'd love if you'd listen. It's called Talking to Cool People. Jenna was a guest of mine about a year ago, over a year ago. I was. You guys should listen to that episode. It was a good episode. Okay, Jason, thank you so much for coming. I really enjoyed it. 
Guys, thanks so much for tuning in to Social Studies with Jenna Kingsley. I hope you enjoyed it. Don't forget to hit subscribe and leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. If you want to stalk me, you can do that on Instagram at Jenna Kingsley. You can visit my website, jennakingsley.com. You can follow me on Twitter, TikTok, and YouTube at Jenna Kingsley. If you have a topic you think we should cover, you can slide into the DMs or send me an email. Have a great week and I will speak to you guys soon. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.